neither one of us could have done this alone because Angel and I can just, we can just get in a bubble and just start talking inside of baseball for hours and hours. So we need someone to pull us back in. So I thought it was just a really like powerful, you know, relationship that we had and just, you know, really giving them the tools to tell this important story. Welcome to Bitch Talk. I'm your host, Aaron, here with my co-host, Ange, a.k.a. Captain Party, and our producer, Shar. And over the last 10 years, we've been elevating marginalized voices through interviews and events. Sometimes over a glass of whiskey. But if you're thirsty for more bitches, find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com and follow us on Instagram. A big thank you to 48 Hills and our listeners for voting us Best of the Bay Best Podcast in 2022. And now, on with the show. All right, Bitch Talkers, we're at SF Film Festival 2023. I am here with the co-directors of the documentary Bad Press, Rebecca Lansbury-Baker, who is Muskogee Creek Nation, correct? Yes, that's correct. Awesome. And Joe Peeler, who is not Muskogee Creek Nation, but that's fine. Who is a white guy? (laughs) Okay, we'll just, we'll keep it real on Bitch Talk. Um, I'm going to go with Rebecca on this. Can you please tell our audience what Bad Press is about? Sure. Bad Press follows the story of Muskogee Creek journalist Angel Ellis in the fight to uh, restore free press to the Muskogee Creek Nation. Uh, So lots of twists and turns, a lot of ups and downs and a lot of humor. So indigenous humor, really important uh, to our community. So that's always something I think to highlight in a story that can be, uh, you know, sounds heavy at times. And it is lots of heavy, important issues, but also it's funny. Yeah, uh, there were a lot of um, middle fingers, and and I yes. really enjoyed those throughout the film. Um, this felt like I was like Angel's my girl. Yeah, um, this is a personal story to you, Rebecca. Um, you worked, or you work for, or you worked. Yeah. Past tense. Worked for. Worked for the Muskogee uh, Nation News uh, right out of journalism school. You hired Angel, which I was like, what? My my like brain just. Um, when did you know to switch gears and start filming this story? And when did Joe join the team? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I started out and got my feet wet in journalism. I was doing the uh, radio show, the talk radio show that we had weekly there, along with editing the paper. I was the youngest editor in the history of the Muskogee Nation News. And obviously, like, you know, I had no to bring pressure. In, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had to bring in Angel at the time as my editorial assistant. And so I knew a, a lot of our characters personally, Jared Moore, Sterling Cosper, Jason Salzman, and knew, you know, what the struggles of working in a newsroom that's covering your own tribal community, you know, what those struggles were, the censorship, and also, you know, how the journalists are dealing with these really stressful situations and the struggles that they are, are, are going through that are very unique to them as, you know, when you're a member of your own community covering that community, the good and the bad. And so I transitioned to nonprofit and now I'm the executive director of the Native American Journalists Association. And I work with Native journalists who are doing this exact same thing. And we're really, you know, our annual conference is the only place that these conversations around free press in Indian country are happening. And so, um, you know, for a lot of our members, like this is where they get to vent and actually have a community that understands those really nuanced issues that they're they're facing and like get to like kick back have a beer and like have a you know a good time and laugh off all of those struggles you know that they're facing and so 
like this issue, having experienced it myself personally and now working with journalists who are facing this, you know, I knew how important it was. And I had also seen uh, tribes that have tried to repress, um, you know, press freedom. Information. Yes. And information. Yeah. yeah. Like straight up censorship. Yep. And so I knew that it was happening. Um, and I also knew a lot of people outside of Indian country didn't you know, have any idea that this was an issue. And that kind of like leads us into where Joe entered the story. And uh, he and my husband, who's also a producer on the film, they knew each other. Joe's an established documentarian, filmmaker, and brought all that expertise while I was bringing, you know, those personal experiences and connection to the community and the story and our characters where the journalists are concerned. And so I was like, Joe, what do you do you think this is like actually a documentary? I'm sure you get pitched a lot of. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask what was the pitch like? And then I read like two days later you were there. Yeah, that's a good question. What was the pitch like? We were. Well, it, you're right. As a filmmaker, you get a lot of these. You get like your uncle on Facebook thinks that his oh, pad yeah. is a great oh. subject for yes. a documentary. And so you hear that like a million times. Yes. And you kind of have to go like, yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, that's very nice. Very nice. And then when I talked to Garrett, I was like, wait a minute, this is this is a movie. Uh, it really it was he just told me about the repeal of free press. He told me that the free press at Muskogee Creek Nation, uh, one of only five out of 575 federally recognized tribes that have free press. So huge. That number is it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. So number one, I had no clue that that was going on. And I thought I don't think anyone does unless they're in it. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And so that's what I thought was if I don't know that this is happening and I fashion myself as someone who's right. kind of plugged in. I, and listen, I listen to NPR exactly. every day. Yeah. yeah I have I an, know, I have yeah. My I'm like sitting and reading my Atlantic and going like, huh, uh, this is going on. And right. uh, and uh, then he told me it got repealed and uh, they were put under control of the executive branch in their free press was in front of an election. And I just thought that is so nuts. Like this is, is something is here, really. Right. Um, uh, but I've said before, like that is a good article. That's like an interesting theme or uh, or kind of topic that you could write about, but it's not necessarily a movie. And so our first conversations with Becca and Garrett and I were, okay, well, what's the person at the, who's the person at the center of this? Like, uh, is there a person at the center of this? Is it more <laughs> of like, uh, like who's, who is this happening to, you mm-hmm. know, and, and trying to figure that out. And so we had a short list of people and uh, then, of course, we jumped on Zoom with Angel and were immediately like, oh, well, uh, uh, who cares about the other people? Like Angel, this is what this is what's happening. And this is what uh, this is who is going to fight this fight, really. And, re- and, and really did. And really did fight yeah. this fight. Yeah. And we had no idea at that point that we, we had no idea what was going to happen. Angel had not really spoken out at all in in public about the censorship or anything like that. She was just pissed. And so we talked to her on Zoom. Middle fingers. Yeah, 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 exactly. She, <laughs> yeah. Did, I'm sure during the uh, first meeting, she gave the middle finger about something. <laughs> no and, uh, and we talked to her. And that was it literally, I, I got off the Zoom and we're mm-hmm. like, okay, we have to book a flight. And I booked a flight and uh, we shot all weekend in Okmulgee. 
uh, and it was two days later. I literally, I almost, I the flight was delayed, and I almost like missed the thing that we were flying out to film. It was like very gnarly, um. and then just like unpacking my like camera gear at seven in the morning, right? Ne- and then a car pulls up, and the, and it's the principal chief who did the sense uh, who who pulled the plug and did the censorship. Yes. Oh. And, uh, and I'm like, hi. Oh him. <laughs> I'm like unloading my trunk, like putting it together a camera, like I'm going to film you. Yes. <laughs> like uh, don't mind me. <laughs> well. I wanted to know um, how did how did you Jove fit in since you weren't part of Muskogee Nation, um, and then was there any pushback on your participation in this project? Uh, I think that as a group, Becca gives a lot of credence to our existence, <laughs> and so uh, at, with, with the journalists, I will say, right. and with some citizens. Um, I would say not, maybe not all citizens. <laughs> like a handful. Sure, yeah, sure. maybe not all citizens and maybe not all of the government. But your presence and you saying they aren't crazy, like you can, it's okay. And uh, that helped uh, for sure. Uh, she gave but, you some street cred. Yeah, we got yeah. some street cred. Yeah, <laughs> okay. exactly, exactly. And, uh, but I will say that just because if Becca walked in there alone, I think the attitude would have been the same, which is we were not welcome with open arms, yeah. really, Either even way. by the journalists themselves. Like they were skeptical. Mm. Uh, it, there are multiple people in the film that would not let us film for months until they thought, OK, I'm safe enough to shoot or uh, maybe I will say this on camera or they've gotten comfortable enough with us. Don't get to my next question, (laughs) but keep going. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I think like as far as fitting in, uh, it was like a learning process. It was very interesting and kind of, uh, but it was a really interesting, like we became kind of two halves of the same brain because like I was able to be the outside view and Becca's the inside view. Mm-hmm. And so uh, uh, together, yeah, together we film. could kind of go, ah, this is too much inside baseball or we need this, or we need this perspective or we are, but you can access that kind of deep cut like expertise. And so if we needed something that was a little bit more like uh, idiosyncratic or, or very super specific or something like that, mm-hmm. um, it was easy to get that with you during uh, leading interviews. So it was really a good... Uh, process overall. Was that um, your take, Rebecca? Uh, absolutely. And I think, you know, I like to say when telling stories in Indian country, it's not impossible to come from outside that community and tell a story and tell it well. But it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of trust building. Again, even for me as, you know, being a citizen of the Muscogee Creek Nation, like Joe said, we still had to build a lot of trust with people, you know, maybe not necessarily from the journalists, but from the politicians, from the citizens and like let them know that we were like plugged in to this story for the long haul and this project was, you know, hopefully going to go somewhere. But I think also Joe and I's partner partnership, you know, we neither one of us could have done this alone. And, you know, I needed his filmmaker expertise. I needed his editor brain because Angel and I can just we can just get in a bubble and just start talking inside of baseball for hours and hours. So we need someone to pull us back in and be like, hey, what's the, you know, white general audience? Like they may have this question, like make sure you're contextualizing this. So I thought it was just a really like powerful, you know, relationship that we had. And Joe, I will also say, you know, for his leadership on the film, he's so great at just like always elevating, you know, not only me, but also Angel and like the indigenous women 
wants us to be at the forefront of the story and we are, but has just been such a great ally. I think it's like just a, a great example of how someone can be an ally, you know, in this storytelling process and bringing someone that, you know, is a less experienced or in my case, no experienced filmmaker and, you know, really giving them the tools to tell this important story and to like plug them into all of the places they need to be to be able to facilitate the, the storytelling process. So I'm very, very thankful for that. Thanks. Yeah. Good job, Joe. Yeah, tell your you. friends. Yeah. I'm a, I'll I'll get an ally button. Yeah. Good. Ally. Good. Um, there were politicians who seemed to kind of quote unquote like being filmed earlier in the project, or that's what's edited in to the film. I'll say so earlier. Um, and then towards the end, we're not on camera. Um, was that your choice or theirs? Yeah. Well, I think for some of that, it was like there was 10 candidates that we were right. following. It was huge. <laughs> so yeah. There was a lot of folks that we were like trying to figure out. We honestly had no idea again how the election would go. So who knows like what, you know, your key players are going to be kind of have some sense of, of who might be in the top. But I think there is like a question of like, who do we follow? And so uh, we kind of got lucky in some sense that we <laughs> tried to make contact with the all, you know, 10 candidates. And then there were obviously, you know, one that wouldn't uh, do a sit down interview with us. Um, mm -hmm. But again, we got some footage early on. And I think something that to this point is that, you know, when you're a Muscogee Creek citizen and you're a voter, you know, they can't exactly ignore you. Like, they cannot be on camera or they could say, no, I don't want to, like, be in your documentary at all. And that's totally fine. Right. But also, I think, you know, they recognize the importance of, like, oh, it's an election year. We have a Creek citizen who wants to talk to us about the election. It would look really bad if they were like, no, sorry. Um, and so, yeah, the viewers can decide for themselves, I guess, uh, <laughs> how, how or why they made those decisions that they made. But, uh, yeah, was there any, anything else you want to add? No, I, I think it was a combo. I think there were a few people who um, just, no matter what, would never get on camera. <laughs> and uh, those were uh, for either personal or political reasons or both. Um, but then there were other people who... Uh, didn't have anything to hide. There were other people who uh, wanted to get their side of the story out. And so they were more amenable to filming. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but I will say that some, of, I'm not going to name any names, but some of the big players in the film, we do have interviews with them. And that was an editorial choice okay. to, uh, uh, to not include them um, just because we didn't feel like it added anything. And so it was kind of a both both sides of the mm -hmm. coin there a both and yeah yeah, yeah. Well, we had like five over 500 hours of well how many years did it span that four years yeah four, four years yeah, three okay. three the fight spanned three the edit spanned four <laughs> and we premiered a month yeah. before our four-year anniversary when we started filming on that uh on that zoom call it was about uh, four years, almost to the day, yeah. minus one month that we premiered. And our last <laughs> shot was <laughs> shot in January, like of this year. <laughs> and our last edit was made in the color, which was a panic moment of like, we have to change this edit <laughs> right now. And yeah. we cut something in color and it was the <laughs> nuttiest thing I've ever experienced. Oh, <laughs> well, I wouldn't have known that. I don't think yeah. viewers would know. So good job. Yeah. I want to do kind of a call to action at the end of this. Mm -hmm. So I want to know how can the audience support the cause of freedom of the press within tribes? 
Oh, yeah. Love that I mean, you know, question. <laughs> it's just an easy question. Easy uh, answer. Absolutely. Well, I think, you know, the obvious to me response to that is you can support the Native American Journalists Association, which provides resources around free press in Indian country. So, you know, one of the, I think, goals for the impact of this film that we see is just such a natural, you know, tool for, you know, and roadmap for other tribes so they can adopt free press protections whether that's at the legislative level or the constitutional level you know whatever is right for each sovereign nation you know we hope this will be you know one way that it can be done and we know that you know for each tribe that may look different but i'm hopeful that you know naja will be able to plug resources in uh, for folks that are looking to, they want to see even like a template of legislation, you know, you can get those for free at any time uh, through Naja and just like, again, the only uh, nonprofit that's covering this really important issue in indigenous communities. And so, yeah, we'd be happy to, you know, have any web traffic or donations, you know, that want to support that work um, that's happening in a new country. And we'll add them to our uh, show notes so people can click in. So thank you so much for being on Bitch Talk. We've been speaking with co-directors Rebecca Lansbury-Baker and Joe Peeler from the documentary Bad Press. Thanks so much for being on Bitch Talk. Thanks for having us. Thanks so much, Mado. Thanks for joining us on today's show. You can find more information about this episode in our show notes. If you're missing us, you can visit us at bitchtalkpodcast.com to sign up for our newsletter and buy us a cup of coffee. Did you know we're also on the radio? You can find us at bff.fm. And lastly, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. All the cool bitches are doing it. This podcast is a proud member of the BFF.FM podcast network. Learn more at podcast.bff.fm. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever.